If gender is fluid, why not also age? Or height, race, skin color, or eye color? Would you believe me if I told you I was female? And black? A young girl, age 12, and born under the Roman Emperor Theodosius in the year 386. <laughs> of course you wouldn't, would you? And without needing to see my face or know more about me, my voice alone tells you very clearly that I am neither a woman, nor am I black, nor am I only 12 years old, nor was I born in the 4th century, even though some people think I sound as old as that. But what if I insist, cry, kick, and say that I feel like a woman, and I feel black, and I feel 12 years old, and unless you accept it, you are denying my existence? And then you jest out of politeness, say, oh, well, if that's what you want to believe, then, then go ahead. Who am I to contradict you? Hmm. Only that there is physical, genetic, and historical evidence that immediately places me as a man, Latino, of legal age, and born in the 20th century. All these you already hear in my voice. But in addition, my body and birth certificate say who I am, my race, my gender, my nationality, my religion, who my parents are, and the place and date of my birth. So biology, the direct and inescapable genetic and social evidence, come together to determine who I am. This convergence of the genetic and the social evidence is who I am, regardless of my political views or yours. We are told that being a man today and a woman tomorrow is a viable decision for everyone because gender is only a social artifice and should therefore be considered fluid, changing, capricious and unstable, like politics or fashion. That boys became boys only because we dressed them in blue and gave them cars and soldiers to play with while girls became girls only because we dressed them in pink and surrounded them with dolls and flowers. <sighs> I have the impression that it is biology that decides in every animal and plant species who is a male and who is a female, and no one has ever asked us for our opinion or preference. Nor do I find any evidence that bees, dolphins, chickens, elephants, or tigers have any doubt about who they are. But today, it is fashionable to tell us that these are dangerous illusions, that boys are boys and girls are girls, only because society has convinced us of it with a lie, a conceptual artifice, that it is a social ruse that makes us male or female, and therefore we can change our minds according to the weather or the circumstances because we can organize everything according to our preferences of the moment. Right? Or is it that I am a man and have lived my whole life as a man only because my perverse parents brought me up to be a man, but I could still have been a woman if I had woken up in time? Could it be that just to let the imagination run free? Inside Vladimir Putin, there is a Vladimira Putina, who would perhaps be a little less grim than Vladimir. Hmm, are you confused?
I am deeply puzzled by this news. And so I ask myself, if gender is fluid, why not also age or skin color and height? If someone has the right to say to me, today I feel male, but tomorrow I feel female, and on Wednesday I don't know yet, because we're not there yet. And this person can also demand and impose on me by law, as they are sadly already doing in many countries, that I honor and applaud their personal decision on pain of losing my job. Why can't I say, today I feel like a young man of 20, but tomorrow I will be a mature man of 40, and on Wednesday I may decide I'm already 65 to start collecting my pension right now. It would be very convenient for me to take out a loan or a life insurance policy. But do you think a bank or an insurance company would listen to me? Gender is nobody's invention. It is a genetic imperative characteristic. It is not something that suddenly crossed the minds of the government, the church, or our old-fashioned grandparents in some idle moment. Gender is dictated beyond all argument and doubt by our chromosomes. Our chromosomes don't change. They don't care whether we like or dislike our body shape or skin color. They could not care less what level of education or income we have, how good or stupid our political or sexual ideology is, our personal preferences, our age, our race, how quiet or outgoing we are. Our chromosomes decided from the beginning who we are. And our chromosomes never change their minds, even if you and I change our minds every 15 minutes. You're mistaken, Gabriel Porras. It's been proven that gender is only a social convention. <sighs> Traffic lights are also a social convention. Do you want to ignore them? Go ahead. How long do you think you're going to stay alive? And how many innocent people will you kill if you do not obey traffic lights? Of course, what we interpret as feminine or masculine has a social component, so it changes slightly from one historical epoch to another. But society can only reinforce what biology has already established. Once biology has launched us out into the world as male or female, that society then supports a genetic imperative does not in any way weaken, much less cancel out, what genetics, biology, has already established. Now, a million things are entirely and 100% social constructions or creations, but that does not make them any less reasonable or necessary. We have already said that traffic lights are social conventions. It is not in biology that red should mean stop and green should mean go. Red and green mean that because human beings have agreed that they mean that. That's how words work. When we say dog, we have all agreed that we will be talking about a canine, not a lizard or a bird. Do you think this makes words less important? I'd say exactly the opposite. Borders between nations, for example, are social conventions. But should we erase them because of that? Ukraine shouldn't complain that Russia invaded it. 
Because borders are just social conventions. Nationalities. Should we all be ashamed of who we are and burn our passports and identity cards? We would be burning a good part of our identity in the process, but then it's all fluid, isn't it? Private property is a social invention. Should we abolish it? Can any stranger wear your clothes, drive your car, enter your house and sit at your table, eat your food and lie in your bed? Because private property is a social invention and therefore does not need to be respected. Timetables and calendars are social artifices. Should we do without them? I feel that today is Tuesday and it's six in the morning, you see? But I want tomorrow to be Sunday and I want it to be two in the afternoon because at that time there's always football and I'm having a barbecue with my mates. Titles and professional accreditations are 100% social conventions. Should we ignore them? Today I declare myself an engineer, tomorrow a surgeon, and next week an astrophysicist. And no one should ask me for accreditation because my professional titles are only social conventions. Would you put yourself in the hands of a surgeon without accreditation? Yeah, I thought you wouldn't. Education, science, art, all are constructs, social inventions, good manners, healthy, beautiful things like courtesy, respect, and kindness. Those things that make life so much better for all of us are 1,000% social conventions. It is not in biology that we should be polite, grateful, or pleasant to anyone. Oh, but it is such a good idea. Values such as freedom, dignity, and justice are not in nature. We conceive them the same as jobs. Do you have a job or do you want a job? Pure social conventions and inventions. Human rights and animal rights. Nature does not prescribe rights for anyone. All that occupies nature is the preservation of life, even if the one that survives is the ugliest, the vilest, the most violent. That's the one that survived, and it will reproduce itself. And not only physically, but ideologically as well, like the detestable Chinese communism in Tibet. Tibetan culture is infinitely more valuable and worthy than Chinese communism. But the one that will survive and reproduce itself, sadly, is Chinese communism. This is all that matters to Mother Nature, survival of the strongest. Which is why we need an ethic based on God, not on Mother Nature, like Darwinism. Gay rights and LGBTQ plus groups. These are all inventions, social constructs, not biological or natural because neither nature nor biology is ever going to be moved by our personal history, however sad or inspiring it may be. Nature, and notice I am not saying God, your culture, your parents, mother nature doesn't give a damn about our happiness or personal fulfillment. Mother nature is like a super intelligent, wonderful machine 
whose only concern is that we stay alive and healthy to reproduce and bring to the planet new healthy individuals to keep the species alive. Do you realize how easy it is to decide from the strict point of view of biology, of nature, which sexual practices are better or worse for life and the preservation of the species? Nothing to do with theology. This is sheer biology. Our goals, dreams, happiness, all this and many, many other things are constructions, figurations, social and personal illusions. Should we erase them, abolish them, or ignore them? And if not, why not? Where do we draw the line between what is worth preserving and what is not? What is the difference? The fact that our societies have reinforced one or another genetic imperative does not mean that it is arbitrary or without a rock-solid foundation. Just as I cannot change my gender, race, height, or skin color, neither can I change my age. No matter how much I try to convince myself that I am a young teenager, my cells are already of a certain age. And that is not of my choosing. Oh. The dictates of chromosomes are biological imperatives. No society invented them. And that is why they cannot be erased or ignored by any community. My gender was decided from the first moment and forever by my chromosomes, beyond any political ideology or social engineering that might want to affect me. I didn't choose it, nor can I or my environment mend it. Just as the North will never be the South, nor will the South ever be the North, a man will never be a woman, nor a woman a man. No matter how many surgeries we undergo or how many cocktails of hormones we take each week, the most we will change will be the most superficial features of our bodies, but never our chromosomes. Alas, we can paint our car a different color, but it's still the same car. Our cells will not change. We will never be what we were not from conception. And this was dictated by biology, not by my parents, because they dressed me in pink or blue, or gave me dolls or rifles to play with. I can wear boys' clothes and sing all the nursery rhymes I want. I am still the grown, bearded man. I already am. I could paint my nails and put on supermodel makeup, but I'll never stop being the hairy male. I already am, and I've always been. We live in society, in groups, and everyone around us knows who we really are, just as we know who they are. We can feed the most delusional fantasies about who we are, but the people around us see the truth. If I decide today that I am a boy, that I am a girl, that I am black, a hermaphrodite, or a woman, many will openly and to my face mock my childish clothes, my wig, or my makeup. And they will mock me even more and hate me even more 
if it is only out of legal obligation that they have to please my gender decisions or indecisions. Many others will keep quiet, strategically, not daring to tell me to my face what their eyes see, not because they agree with me, but because they don't want trouble or they don't want to hurt me. It is beautiful that they love me and want to support me so much like this. But is it that they suspect I'm weak and don't dare to give me the coup de grace that would bring down my castles in the air? Realize that if I need the people around me to support and affirm me to be who I am, all the power and strength of my identity is not in me, but the others. This happens to be the original lie we are sold, that our sexual identity was formed and affirmed by others for us, that I was a girl only because they dressed me in pink and gave me dolls to play mummy, or that I was a boy only because they dressed me in blue and gave me machine guns to play soldiers. Do you realize that instead of holding my identity in my own hands by demanding that by law and decree others affirm me, I have handed them all the keys to my happiness, my identity, my fulfillment. Because if they do not affirm and congratulate me, they are denying my existence. But only because I gave them such power over me. By the way, Did you know that not even God himself could ever deny your existence? Neither God nor nature deny existence. It's impossible to deny someone's existence. Your identity, fulfillment, and future are in you, quite apart from what a fool like me thinks or does not think, support or does not support, affirm or does not affirm in you or about you. Do you realize that by having surgery and changing your gender, you do not advance a single step, a single step towards freedom, towards happiness, but quite the opposite? Don't have surgery. Don't change your gender because you will never be able to change your chromosomes. You will remain the same person in the same body, but with a million new additional complications. Nature is never wrong. It was not wrong about you, nor will it ever be wrong about you. Your gender and mine are not and will never be fluid, because our chromosomes are not and will never be fluid. For all the crimes committed by the surgeons who are getting rich, operating on you, and the pharmaceutical multinationals who will be making trillions selling the cocktails of hormones and drugs to which the operation will enslave you for the rest of your very diminished days. The attributes of a man or a woman are not grafted onto our bodies at will. We either have them or not from before we are born and for the totality of our days, just like the color of our skin or our eyes. Our bodies 
the bodies we were born with, are an integral and indissoluble part of who we are. We can never mutilate them and be better for it. Twitter recently suspended the very admirable Jordan Peterson because he dared to call the doctors who cut off an actress's breasts criminals, even though she, should we say he, they, them, insists that she is now a man, or that she was always a man, but, oh, lying, blasphemous, mean-spirited phrase, she was born in the wrong body. You know, I wanted to be a world sprint champion, and how I wish I had been born in Usain Bolt's body. But does this mean I was born in the wrong body? No. What is wrong is not my body, my physical and biological reality, but my notion, my changing mental perception of who I am or who I need to be to be able to be authentic and happy. Only Usain Bolt can and should be Usain Bolt. When you or I want to be Usain Bolt, the mistake is not that we were born in the wrong body. The error is that we have the wrong notion of identity. Never insult your body, because your body has never lied to you. It has done nothing but serve you to this day. Suppose that actress, or actor, now without breasts, was and had always been a man and was so convinced and proud of being a man that he underwent such mutilation of his own body. Is he not telling us loud and clear that he had to have his body mutilated, his identity mutilated, that it took such a radical and irreversible intervention as a mastectomy to now, yes, finally, be able to be for the first time really who he's always been? Mm -mm. No. Nature is never wrong. Our bodies are not and have never been the wrong body. In whose head is it possible to think that there is ever a wrong body? It's just like looking up and saying that the wrong cloud has just passed through the sky. No, clouds are, and that is how they manifest themselves. We may like them or dislike them, but clouds are not and never will be wrong. Just as our bodies are not and never will be the wrong body. Nature is optimally designed for life and health to triumph. And yes, once in a million, there is the old anomaly. But if we go about contradicting nature, we are opposing life itself, and that only favors the enemy of life, death, our physical, social, and spiritual death. And that is no joke. Our gender is not and can never be fluid. It is written from the first instant and forever on our chromosomes, and our chromosomes do not doubt, change their opinion about who we are. Whether we like or dislike our lives is another matter that deserves the most urgent and compassionate attention. Still, 
happiness will never come with surgeries. Like that woman who has undergone dozens of surgeries because she wants to be the Barbie doll. Your chromosomes do not doubt who you are. Please do not fight your chromosomes because you will be fighting life itself. The only thing that suits all of us, you and me and everyone, is to be the best man or woman we already are. Because that, what we always were and already are, will never change. Thank you for listening. I am Gabriel Porras, a professional voiceover artist, and I respect you so much that I will not deceive you even if they punish me for telling you the truth. Because the truth and you and I are worth far more than the condemnation of enemies of nature who want to disrupt your identity by selling you the lie that your gender is fluid. Just as light has never ceased nor will ever cease to be light, your gender is not, never was, and never will be fluid. Fluid.